Hey guys, it's Destry and Katie and we're the Practical Idealists and today we are going to talk about our experience at this year's Kings Island's Halloween Hunt. I thought we would start from when we got there until the end. Are you saying that you would like to start at the very beginning? Because I hear it's a very good place to start. Well, aren't you hilarious? Yes. So we got there, what, about 3, 3.30? Uh, maybe a little bit later than that, because we stopped to eat first. And uh, we had the scare of our lives <laughs> when we uh, pulled up, because it looked from the way that we came in that the entire parking lot was completely full. And as we came up on the gate, we noticed that it was separated like the park parking was pretty standard close to the gate and then there was like a whole nother like event going on it was like a towing show yeah it was some kind of towing truck show that was in collaboration with the great wolf lodge and i'm not sure if they were actually having it in the parking lot like they actually rented out the parking lot or if they were just staying at the great wolf and then they knew that there are so many people coming for it that they utilized the back half of Kings Island's parking. Well, I saw people milling about there, so I feel like they were using it in some way. It's so weird to me. Yeah, it was it was terrifying. Parking was pretty standard, even though there was a whole lot of people there. More than we've seen in a very long time. Even when we went on an opening day. Although that was more crazy. Like, that yeah. was more cars for some reason. Yeah, that's true. And that's what I thought was weird because we got there and it looked about similar, Standard. especially for like 3 o'clock. Yeah. And then when we got in the park, it was basically wall-to-wall -wall packed. It wasn't that bad to begin with. It The wall-to-wall -wall started, I would say, around 5.30 right before Haunt started. But it was very, very busy. And that's kind of what you expect when you go on a Saturday and the weather was absolutely perfect and it had rained the week before so everybody who decided not to go the week before which was the opening decided to come this yeah. week i feel like we got a lot of overflow from that well we chose not to do any rides during the day just because of how bad the lines were and since we have season passes we, we were feeling pretty good about the last trip we had we, we rode everything like four or five times so we chose to take in the scenery today and we checked out the kids stuff which is always really cute they always have like a little trick-or-treat trail and some very sad kids shows <laughs> and, and that's all over in soak city that's all over in soak city we usually go on like the weekday because that's when I have off and that's when Katie has decided to have off shorter days so we usually go on like a Wednesday or a Thursday so it's just it, it was weird for me to be there on like a Friday or a Saturday just because that's like vastly different with all of the rabble <laughs> yeah and that's just kind of how it is because the haunt is only on Friday Saturday and Sunday Friday is just the haunt 6 to 12, 1. 1. And then on Saturday, it's the kids' area that opens about 10, 11 o'clock and then closes about 6. And then Haunt starts technically around 7 because they're trying to funnel people into the park, and we'll talk more about that in a second. It goes until 1 o'clock. And then on Sunday, it's just the kids' area from 11 to 7, I think. I believe so. So we went on a Saturday just... To make sure that we we have said that we went on a saturday so we got kind of the best of both worlds a little bit um, we did the 
the kids area like she was saying and we saw the petting zoo we didn't we hadn't gone over to the petting zoo at all this year oh no we didn't did we and they kind of rearranged it in a way that i thought was a little bit weird i thought the flow was better they took out like one or two of the they took the birds out and just left ducks but they brought in more things that you can actually pet which mm-hmm. i guess is the point of a petting zoo right so we walked through that. I didn't see a whole lot of extra theming in the kids area. And I think that that's mainly just because that doubles as one of the scare mazes. Yeah, well, because all of the kids stuff was over in Soak City. So I don't think that they really needed to do more theming of Planet Snoopy when they were just going to switch everything over for Haunt. Yeah, because they closed Planet Snoopy at 5 o'clock yeah. instead of 6 the Soak City stuff stayed open all the way until 6. Mm-hmm. And they have all the rides there. So I guess that that was the intention is that you go over for the Halloween stuff on the train to Soak City or you walk. And then you come back and you ride the rides before you leave. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the intention. But no one left. No, everyone just decided to hang out. Which was my, my ultimate issue with Haunt this year. Was that I felt that they have watered down pretty much everything because they realize that no one is going to pay attention to the ban on people under the age of what 16 so they've kind of just let everything be family friendly and i it it kind of upset me this year well i mean it makes sense from a money standpoint of course didn't it used to be a couple of years ago like before we even started going didn't it used to be the age restriction could have swore they had well we had an age restriction even up to a couple years ago but the problem with the age restriction was that they didn't maintain it like if you were with your parents there's nothing you could do like you just couldn't have little children running around but i think that this year they might i don't know let's see if they even have an age restriction this year i don't think that they did what it kind of comes down to is that if you're going to come for the kids area during the day and you're going to pay the price of basically a regular ticket to the park because it's not just the kids' area. You can use the entire park throughout the entire day. So it makes sense to me that these people who come, especially on Saturday when it's both, at 11 o'clock for the kids' stuff, are going to want to get their money's worth out of it. So they're going to stay until their kids are either dead asleep or are causing an issue, whether that's the middle of the day or the middle of haunt it just makes more sense for them to stay the entire day because why else would you buy a full price ticket and parking for just what seven hours mm-hmm. and then just leave so for the record they did take off the age listing even on their website like there's no mention on some of the attractions it will say may not be appropriate for children under this age or parental discretion advised but i feel like even up until last year there was something saying not open for people under the ages of 16. i mean we still saw them but yeah you still saw them yeah if you're with a parent like there's really nothing they would do about it but yeah they've actually taken that off so i was right in saying that they just don't care anymore now is there like a lower price ticket or are they just paying for the park they're paying for normal park what so are you you're doing that for haunt too though right and that's why i think is weird is that yes all the rides are open well they're supposed to be open we'll get to that in a minute but yes all the rides are open and yes you are getting admission to the theme park along with the extra 
mazes and stuff like that. Well, but I think that especially for the kids area during the day on Saturday and Sunday, there should be like a separate downgraded ticket that's a little bit less money so that they don't feel like they have to stay all day. Well, haunt specific tickets are $20 cheaper than normal summertime admission, but the price of parking goes up during the fall season. So I think it kind of balances it out because I believe that, or at least last year, I didn't even look this year since our gold passes mean that we get free parking. Last year, normal parking was $12 a car. And then we noticed at Haunt, it went up to $18 a car. So I, I think that probably was the same for this year as well. But the Haunt tickets are like this year, it's $31.99 if you buy it online. Gate price is probably different, but. So I think that that kind of informs that decision for a lot of people is that why would you pay all that money for the parking and for the, the day pass to the park and then not stay? That just seems like a waste of money to me. So I feel like it's less about the age restriction not being there and it's more about people making their own decision based on the money that they're paying at the gate. Well, and also because of that though, they sanitize the shows they sanitize the scare zones. I have been very disappointed for the last two years, I'd say, on Haunt, because it does not feel like the same thing that we started going to. It's not adult friendly. I don't feel adult friendly at all. I don't feel that this park is adult friendly anymore. Besides them serving beer. Besides them serving beer, but they do that during the summertime too. So I just, I feel like, and maybe it's because Planet Snoopy is now like the number one rated thing according to whatever magazine but I feel like this park has been geared so much toward family recently that being an adult is kind of a bad thing when you go to the park now I mean we were, we saw that at Winterfest last year we see it every day in the way that people like will outright scream at you if they have a stroller and you are standing in their way even though they could easily go around you like it is it, it's not good to be an adult in at King's Island anymore yeah. So two stories about that. Number one, at Haunt this year, I was literally standing, like, I would say a couple feet away from this woman with, like, a devil-wide stroller with which one kid in it, which I thought was hilarious. in the world. So it's, like, three seats, and there's only one child in there. I was like, okay, what's the point of that? Should I have other kids that are running around? But I stopped, like, multiple feet away from this woman, and I wanted to take a picture of one of their decorations because that's one of the main things that we like to do and you can see that on our Twitter. And Instagram. Yeah. At idealist underscore the plug. <laughs> Doing it early this episode. So I was taking a picture on my phone of one of their big decorations. And she just starts making her way, like beelining towards me. Not like running at me or anything. But she was not deviating her course at all. And I'm standing there for like a full minute before she even starts walking toward me. I have my phone out and I'm very obviously taking pictures of this decoration and she just does not alter her course one bit and just keeps walking straight toward me and then at the last possible minute she finally just beers yeah like slightly just ever so slightly around me I mean I didn't look at her because I was again taking my picture which is part of the reason that people go is to take pictures but I'm sure she gave me a very dirty look she did I was watching her and then last year at Winterfest we had a similar incident where there was a decoration that was like a photo opportunity 
And yes, there was a whole bunch of people trying to walk through and everything. So we were all in this weird like semicircle around this decoration going and taking our turn like a four-way intersection. <laughs> That's how it felt, really. It did. And finally, it was our turn. Everybody looked at us, like specifically at us. They because... like turned and stared at us. So Katie wanted to take a picture with it. So she goes out there. It was a little snowman dog, and it was adorable, and I loved it. Gingerbread dog? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was a little gingerbread dog. I whipped out my phone, about to take the picture, and then Katie all of a sudden gets back up and walks back over to me. And I'm just like, I didn't get the picture. She's like, I know you didn't, but this lady with the stroller just rammed into my back, getting me out of the picture. And I told her to get her ass back up there, and take her picture. So we have a picture of that, but she's grimace smiling because the lady's still behind her, like glaring at her. And like not swearing at me. She was mom swearing at me, which is what I call parents who say very nasty things in very polite voices. <laughs> Just a PSA. And I know that probably the people who are going to hear this are not the people that need to hear it, but no. just a PSA. Don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> Like, we all paid our money to be there, whether you have a... A child, or if you were an adult. <laughs> right, or you have a pass, or you actually paid at the gate. We all paid our money to be here. So be respectful, please, because I'm being respectful of you. I do my best, and, and that's why I think that I get so elevated about it, is that I do my best to be cautious of my surroundings and of the people that are around me, so I'm not in their way, and I'm not going to hurt myself or hurt them by just walking just randomly into people so when i'm on such high alert and it's still not enough for you that's not fair to me it's almost like you're saying well you're not doing good enough you're not it's doing just... exactly what i want you to do so therefore you're not trying at all and i'm just like no i'm trying more than most people you just don't appreciate it because you just want what you want because oh i have a child and that means nothing to me i'm sorry we all paid our money to be here so get over yourself just get over yourself. And that was my main issue with Haunt this year, too, because I felt like... And we have been there on a Friday, and I... It, it's the same. It's not just that it was a Saturday, because that was something I was... We were t discussing in the car on the way home, whether it was just because it was a Saturday. And I was I was talking to some of my other friends in the, uh, the Kings Island community, and they were saying that that's just kind of been the way it has been for the last couple of years, that it's just been full of kids, and not just, like, tweens and teenagers, which are bad enough but like young stroller age, tiny toddler children or school age children. For some reason, the parents just, they, they are horrible people because I don't know a lot of people who have kids who aren't terrible. <laughs> but PSA. So maybe that's just a thing that you become super like, because you're so focused on the kid and keeping it alive and making sure that it has what it needs and isn't screaming at you that you suddenly become like no one else in the entire world matters. Everyone else is a horrible person except for my darling child. But that's kind of the way it feels when we deal with these people. So if you're a parent, maybe I know that you're stressed and I know that your kids are awful. Believe me, I work, I work in retail. I know your kids are awful. But maybe consider being nice to the people who are around you and assuming that they're not out to get you because there are a lot of adults who are really assholes to kids. But maybe don't assume that they're going to be that way and wait for them to be an asshole before you're an asshole back. It's a suggestion. So that's always fun every year. But let's go back to the, the train. So we rode the train over to the Soak City just to see what the kids' area was like. And 
while we were waiting for the train, we started noticing, because right where the train station is, is the lift hill for Misty Timbers. And as we were sitting there, we kept hearing this, like, a crunching noise. It, it sounded like a crunch. It was a, a very distinct, uh, like, sound. And I thought that, at first I thought that there was someone, like, messing with a water bottle right beside me. Because it was that kind of crunch. And it was weird because a lot of older coasters have, like, that mechanism that when you reach the hill, that it latches onto it and pulls you up. Yeah. And Misty Timbers is not an old coaster. That is two years old. They don't make them like that anymore. And so when you have that old kind of coaster that has that weird catch on it, you hear that. Like, you kind of hear it on Racer a little bit. Yeah. And you hear it on Beast a little bit. But there's no reason to ever hear that on Misty Timbers because it was built less than three years ago. And they just don't make them that way anymore because it causes unneeded stress to that mechanism. So the fact that we were hearing that was not a good sign. And it did not surprise me one bit when we looked later on in the evening at the ride wait times and saw that it had been down since what, like 7, 8 o'clock? I believe so, yes. And at the same time, Diamondback was also shut down. And also Firehawk, which is going out on October 29th, I believe. So that meant that everyone went to the Beast, and at one point when I checked, the ride wait time was over three hours. Which it has never been that in any of the years that we have ever gone. Yeah, I think the most I've ever seen it is like an hour 45, which is bad enough. And we usually don't ride it unless it's in the first half of the queue, because they have a covered section, and then they have an additional covered section. And whenever it's in the additional covered section, we basically stay clear. And it was like completely full. And there were people waiting to get into the covered section too. Like they were down the pathway near the arcade. Which I don't know why you would choose to get in a line like that, but okay. Well, when all the lines are like that... That's your prerogative, I guess. So the Planet Snoopy kids area Soak City thing. I'm an adult. And I don't have children. We don't no, have children. Don't. We, we don't know children. So maybe I'm just thinking with my adult brain. But I thought it was kind of lame. I thought it was cute. I mean, they had like these little hay bales that were painted with different animals and stuff like that. I liked that. And they had these little houses. Like it was like little house facades that you could go to and you could trick or treat. But and you I also thought, had to play a game at each section, too, in order to get it. So you went and, like, knocked on the door, and the person in costume would come out, and then you had to play their game or whatever, and then you got your candy. And you, you had to hit each station. I think you got, like, a little stamp on your paper every time you hit one, too. But I think it was more the way that it was set up to me that made it a little bit <clears throat> lame, because this is a, I would say, multi-million dollar amusement park. No idea. (laughs) At least in the couple hundred thousands. And it was almost like the county fair. A little bit. And maybe that was the aesthetic that that they were going for because it was kind of like an old-timey, you know, you play the 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 knock-the-bottle-down games and the uh, throw-away-a-ping-pong ball into the the water bowl kind of a, a thing. But... It, it just seemed very out of place. Like, it wasn't themed particularly well, at least, you know, to my standard, I guess. That was kind of how I felt a little bit about the whole entire thing this year. And I think that it has something to do with your point earlier about them kind of dumbing it down for the kids. They watered everything down. Like, they still have some very good and very impressive scare zones. The new one was really nice. Well, the new two. Oh, yeah, both of them were good. 
because they had Pumpkin Eater, which is in the path right behind the stunt coaster. And then they had the, what was it, Coney Mall, M-A-U-L. They re-themed that scare zone. And it felt a little bit watered down this time. It felt a lot of it watered down. Like, I wasn't as impressed with the theming as I have been in, in earlier years. And they pretty much completely dismantled... It was never really a scare zone, but it was... They, they did have it populated with some people. But they really kind of dismantled whatever wasn't taken up by the, the maze in the Planet Snoopy area. And there was, like, no one there. And there was, like, nothing there. And not even fog, really. Like, that was, like, the least fog-covered mm-hmm. section. So I don't know yeah. if that was just, like, the safe zone that they were going for. Because that big restaurant is right there. And that's a big family restaurant, the Red's one. Yeah. Because you, you never see anybody go in there unless they have, like, a big family. Everybody oh, yeah. else just eats everywhere Like else. a big party of people. So maybe that was just their unofficial safe zone for the year. But it was just very odd to me to have no one there. And that was the other thing that I wanted to talk about is that Haunt starts at 6. Yes, it's it's fall, but it's still not fall fall. So we aren't getting dark at six o'clock just yet, thankfully. But it didn't start getting dark until about what? About seven thirty, eight o'clock. And they didn't start putting people in the scare zones until then. Well, from what I understood, and I learned this later, the wall of monsters lasts for about forty five minutes. So everybody in the park is up there. So then it takes a little while for them to trickle back. And I think that's what was happening, was that everyone was staying at the front of the park and stayed around for pictures and stayed around to freak people out while they walked in. And I think we just weren't seeing the trickle down until then. And that's fair enough. I do think, however, that they spent a majority of their time populating the mazes this year. Yes. Because even when we were walking at like 9, 10, 11 o'clock, because we walked the scare zones at least three times. Yeah. And even when we were walking towards the end of the evening, there was more people, definitely. We were but... seeing people in full makeup with their little backpacks and water bottles walking down, like, giving us the chin up. <laughs> it was great. But it still wasn't as populated with the scare actors as it usually is. No, and I agree that they probably were allocating the people that they had into the mazes. Which might have been a staffing issue, too. Right. Because they're still giving out employment notices. Oh, they're always hiring. Even for this and for Winterfest. Especially Winterfest, but even for this, like it's like a a joint venture. So they're still probably going to be hiring people through the end of it, to be honest with you. Well, they're probably going to take a lot of those haunt people into Winterfest with them. But I think that the biggest missed opportunity with the new scare zone, the Coney Mall, was that they had these little covered wagons. And nothing happened with them. So I don't know if there was supposed to be something and it just didn't happen, or if there's just supposed to be window dressing, but they had like little signs on them that would say like the the bearded lady or the ant man or whatever, but they didn't do anything. And they even had, like, one of those big organ things that never did anything either. So maybe we just missed it. I, I don't think that we did because we walked through it a couple of times. That was the one that we, that we walked through the most, I think. And the jack-in-the-box and the troll were working. Yeah. So I didn't know exactly what those were for. 
And I was a bit confused about that. Because as we were walking through the park before Haunt, I was like, oh, there's going to be people in there interacting with you. Like they had like a fortune teller and stuff like that. Never saw it. So we kind of took a little break during the transition between the kids area and Haunt. And that was right after my experience with Store Lady. So I was a little bit steamed, so I had to take a sec. And we saw the shows. So the one in the Fest House, which is... Monster Rock. Best year they've had that we have been going. They took our uh, favorite person from Hot-Blooded and added him, which he, he's an excellent addition. And I enjoyed the new song additions. They put in Disturbia, mm-hmm. which was cool. I mean, they've never been bad. Never. Because most of those people are the people that they hire specifically for those roles, specifically for Haunt. Well, the, those people are actually part of a real band. Like, they, they actually, like, they play in Cincinnati. Like, with but the singers. The, yeah, with the singers? With the singers. Oh. They, they go and they play places in Cincinnati. Now, that I didn't know. Yeah, they are a real band. I, I don't know if the, the people who switch out are, but I know the main girl with the big voice and the main guy oh. are in, like, the actual band. That's why they work so well together. (laughs) And the Fest House was pretty packed. It wasn't as packed as I thought it would be. It's not as bad as it has been. But we also saw the first show. But there was one year about that time that we got there and there was nowhere to sit. So we had to sit on the floor next to the stage. That was also the year that it was pouring rain. And it was about 40 degrees. And I mean, it stayed pretty warm throughout the the day and throughout the night. We we brought our jackets just in case and uh, we didn't need them. And... I almost had a heat stroke because of it. And then we also saw the new show, which was the Haunted Homecoming. And boy, howdy. That was an interesting show. I liked the idea for it. I thought the idea was kind of cute. It was like undead glee. Yes, that is exactly what it was. And it was cute. And the people that were in the show seemed to be enjoying being in the show. But it was definitely their cast of people I wouldn't call it C cast the the dancers were good they were a little off time but well it being a new show they probably had yeah it's still a new show like I'm fair enough that that was probably the best dancing we've seen in a while it was just weird because the first couple years of the vampire show were really really good and it seemed like they were getting people that they really wanted for those parts to sing and dance for them and i didn't feel like the same care was given to this one no and i don't know whether it was really their fault or it was the fault of i don't want to say fault but it was because of who they received audition wise most of it was due to the bad production people though i wouldn't i wouldn't put a whole lot of the blame on the people performing like they were they were doing the best that they could do with what they were given. <laughs> it just seemed to me like they had the show basically already choreographed, already chosen, and then they tried to insert these people into these roles that didn't really sound very good it, on these it particular felt, songs. It felt like they cast the people separate of the show. Like they had different vocal parts singing songs that were not appropriate for those parts. So you could, like, you were saying that there was a guy who was clearly a baritone trying to sing high tenor songs. Because he had the best quality male voice of the ensemble. But he was obviously uncomfortable singing the songs, and he was, like, his voice was almost gone. 
and it was the second show of the night. Mm-hmm. So whether or not he was just having a bad day, I don't know, but it was very clear that this was not his vocal part. And the <clears throat> the sound was off. The sound mics kept going out. <clears throat> like, the entire time. It was just... It was not a good showing, and I think that had all of the production... No, it, it was a bad show. Fundamentally, it was a bad show. Like, the writing, the creation, the choice of songs, it was a fundamentally bad show. There's not much you can do when the show is just bad, but the fact that the production value, like, the ongoing production value, the fact that sets were falling down. I saw two set pieces fall apart while we were watching. The fact that the lighting cues were off. The fact that half of the mics weren't working. And the fact that people would start singing a song before the music would start. Like, it was really hard for me coming from kind of a, a tech background a little bit. And also from a performance background. It was really hard for me to watch both from like, first of all, what the hell is the tech team doing? And second of all, you poor actors, why aren't you paying attention to what's going on around you? So it was, it was just bad. And that's why I kind of feel like more experience on their individual part, not even so much in the show, but just in general, being in shows, being in groups and stuff like that in their own personal life would help them with that because I didn't really hear anybody who was bad. I just heard a lot of people who were singing a bunch of songs that they didn't and couldn't and shouldn't be singing. They weren't working particularly well together. They weren't giving each other attention. Like, they weren't giving focus to to each other. They were kind of just in their own world, doing their own thing, and occasionally singing together. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really, really hard for me to watch. It was, it was really hard for me. Even with all the technical shortcomings, you never really saw them have a moment of, oh, that was really bad. Yeah, like, no one ever would just gave up. Like, they were still having fun with it, but... It was, it, it was rough. But you can also tell that they didn't have big enough egos to think that it was going well either. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they were not being divas on there. I think they were very aware of what they were doing and where they kind of existed in the, the uh, hierarchy. <laughs> their I mean, best moment was when they did their um, time warp. Like, they, they got into that and everyone was on it. So it was like, all right, we know what their favorite song was. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people were getting up and leaving. I felt bad for them. They were getting up and leaving, like, in the middle of the show while people were in the aisle. And I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen before for it's, a show in the showcase theater. It's obnoxious when you see someone you can, leave it, it's during the show. It's very obvious when people get up and leave and... I think the worst one was when the person left in the aisle that the performer was coming to. Like, she got up and left and walked out in front of her. I felt so bad for her. So, it was rough. I mean, it was just the second week. And we know from having gone to Haunt at different parts in the past, from the beginning, the middle, and the end, that it usually gets better towards the end. Especially even during the, the summer as well. Like if you go in yes, June, sure. as opposed to at the end of July, they're going to be different they're going to be more confident with it so it might have just been a combination of them not being the proper people for the show the technical aspect being bad and then them just not having the confidence to do the show the best that they could and the show just being bad it it was just bad like we've seen some bad stuff at king's island before but usually there's something redeemable about it and you're like okay that could be fixed with this, 
it might be able to be fixed with a lot of different song changes, but it's so bad ultimately that why would you want to fix it? And they had a whole bunch of repeats from the other show, which I thought was that really was, cheating. That was really cheating. With all the, the, the repeats, they probably could have shaved at least five minutes off the show. Yeah, they absolutely could. And that's not good. That's a decent percentage of the show. <clears throat> the show's only about 25 minutes long. Yeah. But they did the best that they could do with the circumstances at that moment. They may get better. If anybody out there is deciding to go, hopefully you get a better experience than we did. And let us know. Yeah. So I have no interest in repeating that experience. I have no interest in ever coming near that show or hearing any of it again. It was very disappointing to me, especially after all of our fun from the vampire show, Hot-Blooded, in the past. I was very, very, very disappointed. And one of the things that you said was that, at least with the vampire show, the worst years of it were still fun bad. Yeah. Whereas this was just kind of, you felt bad for them. It wasn't even good enough to be fun bad. Because, again, like we were saying, with Hot-Blooded, like, the worst years where it was the cheesiest and everyone's just hamming it up, it was still, like, good songs and some good singers. So you were able to be like, yeah, this is bad and I love it. It's like watching a really bad movie that you can enjoy but make fun of. This was so bad that it, was, it wasn't fun. It was awkward. Like, I, I felt awkward sitting there watching them. It felt like a rehearsal. It felt worse than a rehearsal. It felt like people who had never seen the show before were given the script 20 minutes ago and said, hey, go do these songs. That's what it felt like. It felt like a bad karaoke is what it felt like to me. One thing I will say, though, is that the costumes were good. The costumes were really good this year, for once. <laughs> and they had a whole bunch of different costume changes. So, I mean, it kept your attention. Not in a good way, but it kept your attention. It was shiny. Oh, oh, it was definitely shiny. It was perfect for kids who don't know crap when they see it. Mm -hmm. Which ultimately feeds into why I hated Haunt this year. It was, it was lame. I don't like the word lame, but <laughs> if ever the word lame is appropriate, it was for Haunt this year. I mean, we still had a really good time. Oh yeah, it was still fun. Like, I, I've never had like a bad time at Haunt, and it was still fun walking everywhere and eavesdropping on conversations and looking around, but this was one of the worst years of Haunt I've had. I didn't get intrigued by anything. I wasn't really like, yeah, that was spooky, or yeah, that was fun. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, all right, that's nice. It was meh. <laughs> I liked Pumpkin Eaters, though. I will say that. Mm. I really liked that scare zone. We caught two very bad selfies in that area. <laughs> Oh, the MC was gone, and I'm mad. That was the other reason I hated Haunt. The MC was gone, and he was just not there at all. And I was actually very upset when he was not there. I have no idea if he's just not there at all this year, or if it's just for that day. I, I honestly don't know if he's coming back, or if he, I don't know. It was upsetting to me. I love him. We never really got a good sense of like what his purpose was, like who he was, and why he was there, and when he was there, like if he has like a schedule with them maybe. You never know. So if you see the, the MC, let us know because we certainly didn't. And they rethemed right beside Pumpkin Eater where the Misty Timbers and V-Star, they rethemed it to like 
haunted mining. They tailored it more toward the Mystic Timbers, Frontier Town stuff, which is something that I think is really positive for Kings Island, that they're retheming that whole back area to tie in more to Cedar Point mm -hmm. and to tie in all of the Cedar Fair parks, because Knott's Berry Farm is very Western-themed as well. And I think that's a, a very positive thing. It looked really cool. The costumes, again, were really good. Mm -hmm. And the makeup was fantastic this year for everybody. And our night ride this year was the racer. Which is one of my favorites. <laughs> and we rode the blue train. We usually go for the beast for our night ride, but we got a night ride at our last our last trip. trip so and plus the three and a half hour line was a was and a definite no. By the time we were ready for our night ride it was about ten thirty anyway, so no, it was like eleven actually. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we wouldn't have even made it. We also didn't do any of the mazes. We talked about that in our October overview episode, but we we don't do any of the haunts. I get jumpy when people come up behind me. So we're more of an atmosphere kind of team of people here. So we just like to walk around and experience what's given to us on the surface. And I think that that's maybe one of the main reasons why we have the opinion of it this year that we do is that on the surface it was just kind of meh. And maybe, yeah, maybe the mazes were really good, and I don't know. I just, I was really disappointed this year. But that's not going to stop us from spending collectively another 200 and some odd dollars getting passes for next year. Oh, hell yeah, and we're going to have the antique cars next year, mm -hmm. and it's going to be good again. I have higher hopes for this upcoming season, and we'll go more often, hopefully, too. Yeah, and we're also going to make another trip to Cedar Point. That's the plan, anyway. Yeah, and they're going to have that new re-themed Dinosaurs Alive area. But thankfully, that area is going to be free with admission. So it's not going to be an upcharge like the Dinosaurs Alive was. So that'll be something else for us to experience. So I definitely would still recommend it. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't have a pass, it's, it's still definitely worth it. I hate to contribute to the problem, but if you have, I would say, almost teenagers, like 10 and up, and you want to go during the day for the ride specifically because a lot of the, the kids' areas were like really little kids. Go first thing in the morning. But if you want to experience it daytime and nighttime, then I would go. I think it's worth the money. As far as going and you have really small children and you're going to be there all day and all night. Sunday. Go on Sunday. Yeah. And, that, and Sunday doesn't have the haunt. So you're not going to be in anybody's way or annoying anybody. And the rest of the park is open too, so mom and dad can go ride the beast. But just to not contribute to the problem, 10 and up is what I would say. I mean, that's still pushing it for me. I really do think that it should be the 16 and up like it used to be, but they're not going to do that anymore. And with the way that they're theming things now, it works for slightly younger kids. Mm -hmm. But the stroller brigade, I don't know if that would be a good use of your time or your money. Just be ready to stand for an hour for one attraction or more. No, be ready to stand for multiple hours to play the same game over and over and over again and to also stand in the massive line for the bubble pit. Yep. The kids area is just kind of lame. And I'm not a parent and I don't know children, so maybe I'm wrong. But I don't think that I am. Like, if I experienced that one year with my child, my proverbial child, I would not bring them back. Yeah. Because it's, it's just not worth the money to me, especially when they're that young. Because all they can do is ride the really, really small baby rides. 
do the kids area and then they're going to be terrified for the rest of the evening while they're stuck at haunt with you because you don't want to leave because you pay all that money and that's not fair to me there's plenty of other four kids things in this area oh definitely and throughout ohio that i think you're going to spend less money on and it's going to be more worth money that you do spend on it and that's not to say that king's island does a bad job but the high volume of people makes it almost impossible to enjoy, especially for the kids. I'd say that. As an adult, you kind of are like, well, that's what you get. But for kids, if you want to do something Halloween-ish with your kids, go find a different place that's not going to require you to stand in two-hour lines. Like, I don't think it would be worth it. This was probably the year that I have seen the most upset children Oh yeah. any year. And... Like we were talking about earlier, this has been going on, like, slowly progressing for the past couple of years. And the kids keep getting younger and younger, and there's more and more of them. But this was probably the first year that I actively noticed the children not being happy. Like, there was always a couple of crying kids every now and then, or kids that were, like, being held by their parents. But I would say five in every batch of 20 were very unhappy. And not just somewhat unhappy but very like you need to remove them from the park unhappy and that's why i just i don't think that it's a good value for your toddler age kids Mm -hmm. i just don't because you're paying to use an amusement park that you're not going to use because you're going to be stuck with your children who can only ride the baby rides and then i wouldn't take a four-year-old to one of those mazes i mean we've never really been inside one of the we did we did one a couple years ago so maybe their theming inside of the mazes are just as family friendly as the rest of them, but I wouldn't take a four year old into that. So what are they gonna do? Once the kids section closes down, and it closes down, like the rides and everything close down at six o'clock, even before that, what are they gonna do for the rest of the evening besides get on your nerves and be upset? Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. And that's why I said earlier, I think that for the kids area, there needs to be like a less ticket for it. Like, I think that they need to cut the parking in half, and I think that they need to have a different ticket that's like $20 less for just the kids, and it's just from 11 o'clock when the park opens until 6 o'clock when the kids' area shuts down, and then you paid like 30 bucks, and there you go. And they rode some rides, they did the kids' area, and now you're leaving. So, like I was saying before, we enjoyed it. We always enjoy it. We always recommend it. Don't take all this complaining as a, a non-recommendation. It's definitely still a very good place to go, and I do love the fact that it doubles as the amusement park. You go in and you're either standing in line for the mazes, standing in line for the rides, standing in line. That's just what amusement (laughs) parks are, though, and if you're not prepared when you go to one, then that's kind of your fault and not anything that the park is doing. Right. But you you, you have a lot of options. Yeah. And And even if you don't want to ride rides, there's lots of shows, there's lots of shopping, and everything is really it's it's themed it's fun to look at even if it's not scary which is fine it's still really cool to look at the houses down main street were beautifully decorated with orange lights there's some really cool lighting designs this year and yeah it's still really beautiful the employees were fantastic yet again we never had an issue with a sink we've really never had an issue except for the food service and most of the time that's just because they're understaffed that and also in Kings Island specific food places, they are hired by Kings Island, but in a lot of like the Starbucks and the Annie Ann's and the La Rosa's and stuff like that, 
that those are people who are hired by the company. Yeah. So they don't have the same, I guess, standard that you would. Yeah, but and it, it's just it's always well run by the employees. So Kings Island's a great place. It it just wasn't a good haunt this year. I felt like because of that, we kind of enjoyed the good parts of it more. Though. Oh yeah, we did. Like we respected a lot more of the smaller things, which I think we had taken for granted in the past, but. Definitely recommend King's Island's Halloween Haunt. So thank you for listening. We have a Twitter at idealist underscore the. We have an Instagram, just the practical idealist. Or our first names. Yep. And we, they are linked, so you're going to see some crossover. I think that's about Keep it. Keep an eye out for our next episode. Yep. The one before this is going to be our commentary on Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween, the original. And then the one after this is going to be Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that again. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, we, we bought it last year, and then we never Actually watched, watched it. it. <laughs> we unwrapped it and put the DVD in the DVD player, and that was it. <laughs> and make sure if you're listening that you leave us a comment somewhere, say hi, let us know what you're thinking, tell us how our audio quality is. Yeah. We're, uh, we're doing a lot of work trying to make it sound good, and... We hope that you're getting something out of it. Or if there's something you want us to talk about, something that you want us to watch, let us know. I'm on Twitter pretty much daily. It's on my phone as it is <clears> on <throat> most people's phones. So any kind of mentions or there's private messaging on Twitter, right? Yeah, there's messaging. Yeah, so that's all just going to come straight to me and I'll, I'll, I'm pretty good about re- replying to that kind of stuff. So. And my personal Instagram is linked with our Instagram too so and then we also on our Twitter have our website our Podbean account website listed in the the main description so for past episodes you can go there and then we are also listed at this point in Google Play and iTunes yes and then at the end of this month once we have accrued enough episodes we're gonna go on to Spotify as well yeah but I think that this has gone long enough and we've complained enough And it's time for you to go to work. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Bye.